0: You know the vibes. We are back with another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, presented by NBA Two K Twenty Two. Myself, Momenty, alongside the three-time NBA champion, super agent, front office extraordinaire, B.J. Armstrong, in the building. How you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing well, Mo. Just out here with the people. I'm out here with the people's champ Mo <laughs> We're doing our thing. You know, you teaching me a little. You know, uh, UK slang. So yeah, yeah. Know, it's all good today. How we, how, we, how
0: we say it when you come to London? How are you gonna How are you gonna greet the man well, London? Well, you told me. I
1: I I don't. I got. I gotta have. I'm not. I'm not comfortable to say that. You know, when you come to <laughs> the states, especially to Detroit, we gonna say "What up, Doe." Yeah. So I got to make sure you put the emphasis on the Doe. D O E. What up, though? You know what I mean? Yeah, what up, though, there you go. You mm. know what I'm saying? You got to do the in the head and all of that stuff. And you were telling
0: me, how do I say it again, Mo? Tell me, how do I say well, it again? Well, this is, what, for me, my friends, my community, when we greet each other, we say, Wagwan.
1: So I got to make sure I say it right, you know what I mean? I don't want to be saying it like a tourist, you a know lot, what I mean?
0: Yeah, oh, no, you can't say it like a tourist. A lot of the UK slang, a lot of the London slang in particular, comes from Jamaican origins, so it comes from Patois of saying "Wagwan," you know what I'm saying. So it's like, what's going on? That's how we greet okay. each other. You see the man them. That's what that's what we call the gang, the man them. Okay. well big up the gal okay. them too. It's International Women's Day. Big up the gal them too. We don't discriminate the non-binary okay. them too. Shouts to all of you. Okay. But when you see your friends, Wagwan, my brother. What are you saying? That's how, that's how wa, we do gua,
1: gua. So if I say wa-guan, is that how you
0: say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting there. It's like W-H-A, oh. wa, as in what, and uh-huh. then guan, G-W-A-R-N. What's going on? Wa-guan. Wa, wa. wa, guan. Yeah, but wa-guan. Not so what. it's more wa. You know what I'm saying? Wa-guan. No, 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 no. You're going wa. You need to go wa. Wa. Gwan. Wagwan. Yeah. Wagwan. wagwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There okay. we go. There I'm we working go. on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm working you, on it. Okay. You practice like ready when you come through to the ends. We'll introduce. You. But um, I want to say Wagwan to all our listeners. What's going on, people? Thank you for rocking with us again. I wanted to do this today because you guys have been showing us Mad Love. You know, 2K have been showing us Mad Love sponsoring the show. And they called me this morning and they said, Mo, your family, the fans that tune into your show, They've really been showing love. They've all been hitting that link in that description to support you and what you're doing. So I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has helped us by hitting the link in our bio and getting their copy of NBA 2K22 because it does really help the show. But I want to give some special shout-outs to Matt who left a review on the Apple charts saying, loving my daily fix and Mo and BJ talking all things NBA. Elliot said, best in the game. Being a UK fan, I've always found it hard to find great NBA content, but Mo and BJ provide everything needed to make it happen. Oaks1988 said, despite Mo being a Celtics fan, unlike other famous Celtics fans through our podcast, he's very independent and offers some great insight along with BJ. Report is strong with them and they have good banter. Highly recommend this by UK Sixers fan. Shout out to you. Kasim said, from an in-depth analysis to the best of entertainment, this is the NBA podcast you will never stop listening to. Listen, we can go on and on. Mad love to everyone who leaves those reviews. That is why we do this. We want to give the people something they enjoy, more importantly, because I see the media landscape of NBA media. And if we're going to keep it 100, it's not very good. So we've got to fill those gaps and do what we do best. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who shows love, especially Matt as well, Raptors Fans UK, who, uh, you know, was recommended a podcast on the timeline when someone tweeted out what podcast should I listen to. Shout out to you. I just wanted to, first of all, start this show by saying it's love and respect and appreciation all the way through from BJ and myself. But BJ is Wednesday, so you know what that means. Oh. It's time to talk through the end of season awards. Now, oh, I'm going to admit something to you. I'm finding <laughs> it very difficult to discuss the MVP voting because it changes every single day. Jokic, 30-point triple-double in an overtime win. Embiid sees it. He says, you know, what? here's 40 points in the win. Jokic on the West Coast, so he sees that. He goes, here's another 30-point triple-double. And then tonight, we got Giannis in action for full discrepancy. We're recording this on Tuesday, um, and you'll be hearing it Wednesday morning. So we don't know how many points Giannis has dropped. But I'm going to assume that Giannis goes crazy again. And even if he doesn't, his body of work throughout the season is sturdy mm-hmm. enough to have him in that top three for the MVP. Then you've got DeRozan, you've got Ja Morant. BJ, what's going to be the difference? We can debate who, 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 whatever. But what is the difference that you're looking for as we approach the final five weeks of the regular season? What's going to make one of these guys stand out over the others? I think it's going to come down to the final
1: stretch of the season. I mean, this is fantastic, Ball. I mean, think about it. You know, we're back to playing an 82-game schedule. We're talking about really... In particular, these two teams, all three teams can say this. Every team, I guess, could say they've had some adversity, things they've had to overcome. But in particular, Philadelphia, it's well-documented with Ben Simmons. You take Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. off their team, and these guys have elevated their play. Talking about Joel Embiid for the Philadelphia 76ers and Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. They've just really elevated their game. They've, what I love most about those two, and, you know, especially this season is how they've taken on the responsibility of a franchise. When we talk about a superstar mode, you know, it's one thing to get your numbers, but it's another thing to get your numbers and take on that responsibility and win games and play at the highest level. What more can you say about Jokic? What more can we say? Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't say he's underrated. You can't say this is under, under the radar. I mean, he's the reigning MVP.
0: He can't. He by definition the, can't
1: be underrated. Yes. And everybody's had to go through what they had to go through. We're playing, and we're witnessing two bigs, two centers play the game in a small ball era, and they're dominating. Mm. We're they're dominating, and, and Giannis I is seven it. foot two. I got to throw and, his yeah, name and, right and, in and, there with the mix. Well, you know, I I feel bad because I've just come to expect this from Giannis. Giannis yep. now has reached that level because now, you know, he scores 35 in 28 minutes and I go, okay, that's just Giannis. You know, Giannis now has to score 60 to
0: get <laughs> our attention. But I, I think mean, that's, that's a, where he's that's at. That's a problem though, when it comes to... Yeah, it, it, it really is. ...the body is. of work. I, I do think that's is the issue. But, but it, it, he he has spoiled us.
1: I'm spoiled watching him because he does great things now. And I just go... Giannis, you know I know Giannis is great. When my mom says, you know I really like that guy in Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shout <out> to Mumsy. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Well, when my when my mom starts to tell me about players, I know they're phenomenal. And Mom said that on Man. Sunday. She was, she was like, yeah, Dad had me watching the game. She goes, I can't, I don't know his name, but that guy on Milwaukee is really good. Right, I go, you right. know what? You know, you know, last time she said that she was like, Hey, that guy on your team that you play with, he's pretty good. Isn't
0: he? That's I was funny. like, yeah, mom. Yeah. He's pretty good. That's funny. because my, my mom knows nothing about the NBA. And you know, she said to me, I seen her the other day and she goes to me, you're always wearing this Jordan guys clothes. Has he said, thank you. Have you met him yet? And I said, mom, <laughs> do you know, who Michael Jordan is? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. You you think I could you? just go and meet Michael Jordan.
1: Yeah, yeah she, she has yeah. no idea.
0: God bless her. Oh, <laughs> shout out to mom.
1: Moms, are, moms yeah. are the best. We love our moms.
0: Absolutely. It's, but- it's actually International Women's Day today. So oh, bef- yes. before we carry on, we keep talking about MVP. And we talk about whatever we want. BJ, I want to show some love for the females. We're supposed to have the WNBA legend join us on the show, but unfortunately she had to cancel at the last minute, right. which I was super right. looking forward to. But hopefully, I'm not going to tell you who, hopefully we can get her again in the future. Okay. I just want to okay. show some appreciation because I feel like, especially women in sports, sports media, on social media, I see a lot of disrespect all the time. And people don't know that these women can really hoop. In the WNBA, yes. Euroleague, there's some real talent. I see players like Satu Sabali, you know, for, for Dallas, young star. Sabrina Ionescu, New York, young star. But then you've got the OGs, you've got the Sue Birds and the Diana Torassis of the yes. world. And then you've got the megastars. You've got Liz Cambage signing in LA recently. Absolutely dominant player on the inside. And any guy that disrespects WNBA, go see Liz Cambage. She'll drop 21 on you without you scoring a single bucket. But BJ, who are you, in your opinion, is some of the best WNBA players of all time? And outside of that, have you got any stories about any women that have impacted your life and your career in particular as a basketball player?
1: Well, without question, you know, you know, at first I have to give out, you know, all the women here all around the world. You know, just simply, you know, the, the you know what women do and every I think every husband, every father, they respect and there's an appreciation, you know, behind every successful, whatever it is you're doing, you know, the foundation, it's women. So I just want to give a, you know, just the ultimate respect. And you ask me who has been the most impactful. It's my mom, my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, uh, my wife, my daughter. You know, it's just, it's, it's incredible. And to watch women in, in the stories and the impact, the historical impact, right? And all of these things. So we could go on and on, but Mm. just, you know, just the ultimate, the respect that I have um, and the respect and and knowing the contributions that all of these women made in my life. Right. And um, so the most impactful have been all the the women in my life. And like I said, my mom has been there through the ups and downs (laughs) when I was playing (laughs) Um, and, and I'm very fortunate, you know, she's still with us. And, um, so having her and my wife and my daughter and, and, and all of the women, you know, whether it's yeah. teachers, what have you, women coaches. So, uh, just, you know, big, 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 big hug from me. And yeah. Big, so big appreciation. I have. And especially yes, to all yes.
0: all the girls, all the women that tune into this show as well. We see you. Yes. We appreciate you. We see you. It's, it's much, we appreciate much appreciated.
1: You yes, yes, it is. And, uh, you know, and like I said, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's nothing without it, uh, without them uh, here. So, uh, you want right. to have, and,
0: go ahead. And, and I think one of the most iconic moments for me in showing this appreciation was when Kevin Durant won MVP. And he, and he was right. giving a speech, he was in tears, and he said to his mom, he gave all the reasons why she is the real. MVP. And I kind of feel bad for Katie because he was in the running for MVP again this year, but he's been derailed by injuries because had he stayed healthy, he would be up here with these top three that we're talking about in Jokic, Giannis and Embiid. So I want to go back to the original question though, B. What can one of these guys do? What are you looking for down the stretch? Now there's just a month left. What are you looking for to separate yourself from the pack to run away with this MVP award?
1: I'm looking for these guys, you know, You know, Mo, as I was watching, as as I've been watching and it's finally occurred to me, Mo, what pace and space has done to the game. And, you know, I got to really get the statistics on this, Mo, but the game is much faster now. The game is played at a, a much faster pace. They're not shooting twos, they're shooting threes. And when I'm looking at the game, Mo, I keep saying to myself, a 20-point lead in today's game isn't as meaningful as a 20-point lead as it was in that era. It's not safe. And as I was watching it, Mo, I kept saying to myself, well, if that is true, a 30-point scoring game isn't as impactful as it was in that era. If, if you scored over 30 points in that era, you were like, wow. Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, you were you like, Michael Jordan. you know, <laughs> yeah, you were like, this guy is averaging 30 a night. That's like, so yeah. Mo, I'm going to, I'm going to put 10 to 15 points now on what I say is a great game. When I see a 50 point game to me, that's like a 30 point game now.
0: Okay. It's an interesting way of looking at it.
1: Yeah. Because these guys are making seven, eight threes. Like I saw Julius Randle last night as an example. <laughs> Yeah. Julius Randle had eight threes. That just didn't happen in that era. So he gets 46 points. Now, Mo, to catch my attention, you got to get over 50. Because now these guys are playing at such a pace and the way they're playing and the way they're shooting, that's at least another three to five baskets. It's just more
0: possessions. By default, there's just just way more possessions.
1: So now, you know, I think I'm going to start looking for these guys. What I'm going to look for is, one, your impact on winning. You got to keep winning. You can't just be getting 50 and you lose every game. You got to keep winning. That's the
0: first thing. Against the teams. Against the meaningful teams as well.
1: Against the meaningful teams. And to be able to elevate your game to that next level. Like, Jokic has elevated his game. He gets 46, but it's all the other things he's doing. You watch, you watch Joel. It's all the other things. He gets forty, what, two or 43. I'm going to start watching for the other things. Like Jason Tatum's 50-point effort, it was phenomenal. But you know what I was really impressed with, Mo, is, is, is his decision-making, it's, what yeah, he it's, was able to
0: do. Especially, he had like 48 points, and he started making passes for teammates because he had that 50-piece yeah, yeah. within reach. He said, no, I'm going to let the game come right. to me, and I'm going to make Great. the right Thanks. reads.
1: Exactly. Watching Luca right now, I know he's not in the MVP race, but you're starting to see the other things. So I think there are, a, a, there's another gear that these guys can go to, you know, Kevin Durant scores 37 and this is only his second game back. I'm going, man, what happens when he gets his legs back? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like you, you began to have a, I'm beginning to see, this last 20 games or so you've seen the stars separate themselves. Giannis, they're going to begin to separate themselves. So I'm going to look for the incredible performances that you just say, okay, you may not see that in the first half of the season, but now it's that time. It's like the last four to six minutes of an NBA game. The stars now begin to go and take the game to another level. So that's what I'm going to begin to look for what they're doing how many points are scoring? How many rebounds? How many assists? But who's winning these games in, like, star fashion? I mean, Jokic. I mean, wow. Last mm-hmm. week, wow. Like, wow. Some of the plays he made was like, wow. But, but like some of no them no like, winning those so, games. Some of
0: them were like, to take the game to overtime, he gets the steal. And no one's going to talk he, about that.
1: How does he get a steal? Like, this guy is not the fastest he's 300 guy. He's three hundred pounds. How, does he get how a steal? do you not see him <laughs> running behind you? How? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. He he's sneaking into the passing lane. Like <laughs> how? You know what I mean? Like it's like really, it's really funny. When they threw that away, I was like, okay, did you not see Yoki standing right there? Crazy, but, crazy. Yeah, but, like, I, mean, I can't wait. Doing- I think
0: it reminds me of the season. Ah, oh, what? I can't remember what year it was, but it was like Melo and KD, and I think Kobe was in the mix as well. They were all going for the scoring title on the final right. day of the season. And I remember, right. like, two of them went for 50 just to, just to try and get one more point than the other guy. And then Kobe's watching from the West Coast trying to see how many points. These guys, listen, I can't wait because I think that final day of the season, usually we see stars yes. rest those last few games before the playoffs. No,
1: But I think no, these not. guys
0: are going to say to their coaches, listen, I need to be in because I need that MVP. Yes, but, yeah.
1: Hey, you know what's cool to see, though? You know what's really cool to see, especially in Philadelphia more so than even Denver not as much now with Milwaukee is, you know, the guys on the team are rooting for him to get that yeah. MVP. Yeah. They gave him those extra looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, that, and that's really cool. I mean, to me, that's really like, it made me smile when you saw John Morant, when he had his, what? 50 52. Game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you saw how happy the guys are and you saw how happy the coach was and the team and the city. So that's really cool to see, especially for Philadelphia, for Joel Embiid. You know, Jokic has won one. Giannis has one two. Duran is one. But you know what? It's really cool when you know the other guys are like, yeah. Let me, I just and, want to help anyway. And
0: can. credit to, to Embiid as well, because he stuck with that Philadelphia franchise. When they told him, you're a dominant big. We want you to go and stand on that three-point line, because we got this guy, Ben Simmons, who can't shoot. He needs to be on the inside. A lot of players would have demanded out of that situation. And that's why I want to move on to this next award because, you know, we could talk about defensive player. We could talk about most improved. I want to talk about an award that for some reason doesn't get the publicity or anyone. I'm, I'm not actually heard anyone talk about this, but BJ Armstrong, who is your executive of the year? Ooh, cause so I know mine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go here with the memphis grizzlies interesting um, i'm gonna go i'm gonna because go because of memphis grizzlies. what what
0: what moves are you
1: basing I, that on I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna go with the grizzlies and here's the moves they have drafted exceptionally well over the last three to four years yeah. they haven't drafted well they've no they drafted, drafted amazing ex- yeah it's been exceptionally well and we get a lot of credit, you, as you should, when you make a move and you win a championship, right? You know, like last year you saw the Milwaukee Bucks, they get P.J. Tucker, and that pushes them over the top. You know, that's the immediate gratification. But, you know, when you start drafting well, a la the Golden State Warriors, you know, you draft Steph Curry, you draft Klay Thompson, you draft Draymond Green, you draft Harrison Barnes. That allows you to have a foundation. For success, Well, Zach Kleiman and team, you know, his executive team down there, they've done an exceptional job, you know, whether it's Desmond Bain, you know, John Morant, Jared Jackson, what they've done down there in a small market has been nothing short of exceptional. You know, Taylor Jenkins, now we know his name. I remember when he got the job, I was like, who? <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. I never <laughs> met him before. Okay. But what they've done give them credit. And, and I know it's an award. And and sometimes a lot of the times it comes to a popularity contest because of the things we can see immediately. Yeah. But what they've done, you know, as they say, slow and steady wins the race. They've done a really, really nice (laughs) job and they've just making tiny steps. And what I love about this organization and where they're at is they can retain all of these guys because they drafted them. Mm. So I want to give Zach Kleiman and those guys credit. And if you're asking me who should be executive of the year, you know, again, I didn't anticipate them being third now in the West. I really didn't. I know I did. But this team has made another jump and I want to, you know, give a shout out to them because they deserve that credit. And I being a, a former executive myself, I know how difficult that is because you know, like give me patience, but give it to me now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, he, this so, team is ahead of schedule. This team is performing, and right now, Mo, like it's in the locker room. And I think we should say it. I think, I think it's not even a secret anymore. I think I feel that they think they have a chance to win the championship this year. Those guys are playing with that. Yeah, level they of confidence. believe
0: that one hundred percent. Yes, Christie's locker room, they believe they can beat anyone. But for and that's awesome to see executive of the year. There's two names that I want to show some love to. You know, first of all, who we got to start with? Danny Ainge's replacement in Boston. Oh,
1: stop it! No, 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 stop,
0: no, no, Mo- no, 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 Mo. No, no, no. Mo I let do, me Mo. land. I can't let you go down,
1: Mo. Let me let me, let let me land
0: with this. it. Let me Mo, land with Mo. it. Because you just talked about the long term vision for Grizzly's front office. I want to say this. First of all, he got Ennis Kanter off the roster. That alone is enough <laughs> for the award. We finally have got rid of the man who can play no defense but makes excuses and says that he's being scapegoated out of the league. No, you just can't play defense. That's why you're out the league. Finally off a team, okay? First and foremost. Second of all, okay, the trade for Al Horford from OKC, I remember at the time everyone's reaction, they were like, why is he doing this? Al Horford's washed. Why is he bringing him back? Well, he had the vision to see how perfect and how ideal Al Horford's fit in this team would be, especially his versatile defensive ability, trading Kemba cool. Letting Evan Fournier walk, not offering him a contract to stay. Look how that worked out for the New York Knicks. Brad Stevens did well. And then signing Dennis Schroeder. A little bargain that he got when he fumbled a bag with the Lakers and then flipping Dennis Schroeder to bring back Daniel Tice, who is now a solid rotational big that can come off the bench and provide depth. Then a big move at the trade deadline was acquiring Derek White. And I think that's a very underrated move by um, a lot of teams in this league. They're sleeping on it. because once this offseason's over and he's fully integrated with the team, he's going to be a real problem. I don't know how much people watch San Antonio, but like Derek White, defensively monster, offensively always makes the right plays. And I'm looking at this team now for the next four four seasons, including this one, you've got Tatum, Smart, Derek Wright, Rob Williams, all under contract, and Jalen Brown, you've got his bird rights to extend his contract, which expires in 2024. So setting up for the long-term, you've got a five-player core there. That is very nice to have. But I have to also show love to the Miami Heat because they're first place in the Eastern Conference. They acquired PJ Tucker from the defending champions. They finally acquired Kyle Lowry. Those are two championship-caliber players that they've added to their roster for this playoff run. And they've really found gold a bunch of undrafted guys, a bunch of low picks that have kept the team winning throughout all the injuries to their star players throughout the season. So I think the Miami heat in finding those hidden gems, we had that streak during the season where Omer Yurtseven was scoring 20 points for like four games in a row. He was putting up 20 and 10 games. Who would have heard of Omer Yurtseven before this season coming in? And you've got Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, and all these guys playing meaningful minutes for the number one team in the Eastern conference. And, You know, looking at Tyler Herro and saying, we're going to bring you off the bench as our sixth man. I think Miami Heat and Pat Riley over there has done a fantastic job. And you're going to see that throughout the playoffs now, the impact of PJ Tucker and Carl Lowry.
1: Look, I think those guys that you just named here definitely deserve recognition. However, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm sticking with my pick. I I, I think Zach Kleinman, that is, that is probably the most difficult thing to do is to build a team and I, win through the draft.
0: Think about that. I'm, I'm going to add to your point because I hear what you're saying. What I really liked the move for the Memphis Grizzlies was trading Valentunas for Steven Adams because yes. he realized Valentunas is a great player and he needs the ball in his hands to be effective because he was that bailout guy last season. When right. the shot clock's winding down, you get to like less than 10 seconds, They would just dump the ball inside Valentunas, go to work on the block, get us a bucket. They took away that safety net when they took him away because Steven Adams isn't the scorer. He sets screens. That's what he does. He sets screens and he leaves the league in offensive rebounds. That's what he does. He just plays a physical game. But they no longer had that safety net of Valentunas, provided he was their second highest scorer last season. Was he their first highest score? I can't remember. But he was one of the best scorers on the Grizzlies last season. Trading him for a player who scores considerably less and is way less versatile on offense, isn't a move that many people will have made. You know, when when they made that move, I remember Eric Bledsoe was included in that trade, and I thought that they were just trying to just develop this year, get ready for no, the future. But then they that, found a what, way to get rid of Eric Bledsoe, so I do have to, you know, I could see what they're no, but, but, but here's what, okay, I'm
1: going to put my executive hat on. Mm. There's four ways to improve your team. We're we're currently saying the Memphis Grizzlies through the draft. You can do it through the trades. You could do it through free agency. And then the one that people don't, to me, we don't put much emphasis or enough emphasis on it is from within. Trading Valanchunas gave the freedom for Jaron Jackson Jr. to take a leap forward. Yep. Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Those guys, okay. One of the most underappreciated moves, okay, in in what they've done, okay, is when you put when you have players, when you have players like Desmond, uh, Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks and those guys, those guys have to continue to grow. Okay. Here's a move that no one talks about. Kyle Anderson was a starter. Yeah. Now he's on the bench. And there's been no hiccups. Yeah, you follow me. So what I'm saying is when you are building a team, you have to make room for these guys to continue to develop. That's why these guys are playing with so much confidence. So Kyle Anderson was a starter. He goes to the bench and it's seamless. He's still contributing to the team. He's still finishing games at the end of the games. Kyle Anderson is. Yeah. But he understood his role with this group to allow these young guys to continue. You have to get Valanchunas off your team. Why? Because in today's game, you must attack the basket. No disrespect to Valanchunas, but your center normally can only go one place on the box. So they opened the game up. And guess who improved this year? He's my most improved player. John John Moran. Moran. Mm Mm-hmm. Jaren Jackson, he's my – he arguably is now in the top three or four for discussion for Defensive Player of the Year, what he's doing. This guy, Desmond Bain, where did he – like, all of a sudden. So, as you're looking at the team, give these guys credit. But more importantly, they're managing their team. Kyle Anderson, who's a vet, goes to the bench. Yeah, That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So, again – I, I respect, you know, what the people are doing down there in, in, in Miami. I respect, um, you know, in Boston. But how difficult it is to win in this league with young players. There's a reason why we want veterans to win championships. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What this Memphis Grizzlies team is doing, this you're not going to see this often. And right now, I, I'm really, really like, wow. Because they... First, I thought, okay, you you get lucky and you draft the guy and he outperforms. But this isn't luck now. Now you know they have a formula, what they're looking for. And it's clear to me that toughness is part of that. Because all those guys are tough. All of them talk trash. All of them have a sense of team and they've all bought in. So I want to give them credit because that's very tough to do.
0: I hear it, you're not wrong, you're not wrong. We want to know from the people though, What are your considerations for MVP right now and for Executive of the Year? Let's have that conversation. Let us know what you think. Tweet in your questions. I'm typing out this tweet right now, as soon as we finish this episode. Get your questions in. We're going to record that episode for you guys. Another episode of Hoopology, where you can ask Professor BJ Armstrong your questions that you need answering. (laughs) And then Friday, I don't want to talk too much in case it falls through, but fingers crossed, God willing, we have a very special guest joining the show. Yes, you do, we not, do. You do yes. not want to miss yes. that. That's all I can say. Okay. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. all I can say. Mo, Mo, don't let me. We can't up. say too much. Okay, wait. We can't say too much. We're going to have to make sure that the people that come and tune in on Friday's show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for showing love. Thank you for all the reviews, the ratings, the recommendations. We appreciate you. Shout out to all the women out there. Happy International Women's Day. Most importantly. Yes. Get buckets.